Welcome to Season 3, Episode 34 of Burgundy Blogcast, on the Redskins, for the truth. I'm Brent, I've got Hayes with me tonight. The Redskins season may be over, but the Blogcast season is still cooking. Welcome in to a postseason slash offseason edition of Burgundy Blogcast. With me, as always, is Brent of Burgundy Blogcast, and I am merely Hayes. What do we call this? Offseason? Postseason? Yeah, it's offseason for the Redskins, right? It is officially the offseason for the Redskins, and I'm going to probably consider this a 2017 season podcast episode for official you, archive sure. purposes. I mean, the season's still going on, right? That's what I've done in the past. Yeah, I think I think it should still be referred to as a postseason slash yeah. offseason yeah. to remind Redskins and their fans that they are not part of the ongoing well offseason. Said. We, we the- really need, I, mean, I think most of us need reminders because it's easy for us to just <laughs> assume that we're still playing and it's still relevant. I mean, that's, you know, so thank, thank you for the reminder. Um, do, should we uh, dispense with the formalities? Like, do you have one word to describe uh, this week in, in Washington Redskins headlines? Or, uh, or, or do we... <laughs> Oh, no, want... I, I didn't prepare a word. I should have thought of a word for the weekend. Nah, we can we can save those for games. How about uh, like lonely, uh, <laughs> depressing. Uh, but let's we're gonna ch- we're gonna talk mostly uh, from a Redskins perspective, but but also maybe check in on some other stuff that's going around the NFL and uh, especially as it might pertain to the Redskins. But uh, uh, were there any moves, big time headline transaction wise for the Redskins this week to recap, or is it all just sort of like media type news? Nothing huge. I think they, um, they signed uh, Quentin Dunbar, who was a restricted free agent to a three year deal. I don't know whoa, if that whoa, happened. Whoa, stop the press. Do we have a breaking news feature? <laughs> Quentin Dunbar. Hold on. Yeah. That, that was a few <laughs> days ago. <laughs> I know red alert, red alert. You didn't get whoa, that on you. You didn't get a notification yeah. on your Apple Watch. About How did that? we not do an emergency podcast when that happened? Uh, what, what, no, what, it's what, significant. What? It probably means Bashad Breeland is done in in DC. So that's that's the you know, oh, yeah. Main that, that, that actually is kind of big news. I've yeah. I've, I've heard of Bashad Breeland. Um, <laughs> Congrats. All right, now moving on to the less, uh, you know, scientifically transactional news and more just about the general Redskins life. That's with an L-Y-F-E, in mm-hmm. case you were wondering. And a hashtag, uh, I think. Hashtag Redskins life. And that obviously includes Kirk Cousins. I mean, everything, especially I can tell you from an outsider's perspective, the only thing that, that people care about with Redskins is Kirk Cousins. Sort of because, almost like in 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 college coaching, and to some degree in NFL too, but NFL works a little bit differently. Uh, college head coaching works so much of a domino system where you just know like when one person or one school falls there's a tear to it and that's sort of what's happening uh in quarterback positions around the league yep. where you you Carousel. know the, you know what the draftees are you know who's got sort of rights to the draftees already if the browns want josh rosen they can have him so that's Musical sort of like yep. if you want to go rookie route do you go josh rosen and either stick with him if you're the browns or make a play for it do you look a free agent and, and you know and kirk cousins sort of in that in between what what is he is it is he a guy that you need to make trade offers for or is he a guy that you need to wait out and uh and try and sign as a free agent so um in, in that sense he is sort of the biggest news as much as it it sickens everyone to continue to talk about things especially when they seem like they're repeated storylines and narratives but yeah well what, i mean they, don't don't diminish it don't don't apologize for it he's he's legitimately a you know possibly the top story of the of the NFL offseason, I mean, or, you know, 
from a, yep. from a personnel standpoint, free agency standpoint, he will if he becomes a free agent, which I'm, I'm you know I don't think yet is a given, but absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a humongous league wide story. So what uh, do are, did we learn anything directly from Kirk Cousins this week? I'm led to believe he gave a significant interview, or are we doing still more like reading between the lines of what anytime it's that. yeah it's that position coach gives a quote that says anything about the future, we dissect what it actually means about Kirk Cousins. No, it's it's the latter. I mean, he he did this kind of unusual thing where first of all he he gives through through the season. In fact, for the last couple of years, he's done a weekly uh, like. Uh, hour plus sh- uh, interview show on 106.7 the fan in, in dc which is funny because that's not the snyder station am i correct, right correct right it is it is the direct competitor that's uh, primary like, competitor of the team affiliated even that i feel like probably gets read into the fact that he does it there as absolutely opposed to 980, right you yeah <laughs> like, absolutely i think it's like a message that's amazing well and it, then it, you know it, even with that there's like this backstory and I, I don't i don't really know any of these guys closely but you know they um, that the guys from that station sort of reached out to him when he was still the backup and, and, and yeah. they, you know, legend has it that they sort of like foreknew that he would eventually become the guy. So they got in on the ground floor with him. And then now he's got this profound loyalty to them because 980 was trying to trying to get him. And, and he and I think offered him more even because it's a paid what? thing. But he, he all, stuck I mean, with the like original guy. You almost like credit Dan Snyder for not having gotten into a spat about forcing him to try to do it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's like, oh, gosh, finally an, uh, an owner that's wise enough to not try to force him to do it uh, on his own station. But which Dan Snyder, yeah. Which, which <laughs> we, we, we take them where we can find them. Which, uh, which guys is it over there? I, I know you're, it's you're uh, funny Danny, too, but I'm and, actually kind uh, of familiar with them from my time in DC. Yeah. And then I'll, but go ahead. Yeah. Funny Danny, uh, Ruye and, uh, Grant Paulson. He, uh, they, they do his show. Gotcha. So, and then I've told you, surely in the course of doing this podcast now for, you know, going on three or four years, I've told you about my connection with Danny, right? I recall right? that there is one. I don't, I don't remember its details. It, it was more just, uh, you know, we were both like when I w- we were both working in DC, I was working to try and learn videography and he was doing stand up and, uh, and at the time was just sort of ma- making uh, Redskins videos. I remember those. Yeah. That's as, as a fan. And I, I honestly, I believe that. You can back me up on this or or deny it, but I'm pretty sure I'm right on this. I always like bow down to like, you know, my memory isn't a lock 100%, but I'm pretty sure they like he he had done the, the videos had done pretty well, like weeks one through five and then week six took off. It was some great one that, that took, you know, touched the with everybody and they started playing it on the radio and he called the radio station was like, yo, I'm Danny. <laughs> it was making the video. Uh, how can I like? Well, we, like if you guys like that, I, you know, like, how can we talk? And I believe that was like the beginning of a relationship that is now him having his uh, own show and talking to her cousin. So I can neither confirm nor deny that, but it sounds feasible. I, I could I can definitely say this: the last time we talked, we were at the wedding of the guy that we both were doing. Like he was a funny actor that we would use sometimes in videos that we were trying to make around for for various like sometimes nonprofits sometimes for networks whatever it was so nice um but but always uh, i uh well, you know great- those guys those guys are smart they they've had they've had nice really good access to him and and some really good interviews for a couple of years now very cool um and then did, did he say so, anything so yeah so they had this thing which was actually not this, this this thing he did uh on Friday, well, I guess. Talk more about my connection to it. Wait, either way, which one do you want to go? Yeah, well, let's just let's let's pause. We'll, we'll, we'll move to the next chapter and then come back to that later, maybe. <laughs> no, what did he say? What did he say that you or what that you care about or that others are saying they was, care about and you don't care about? It was definitely you know more, mostly more of the same of of him and what he does when he has a microphone, which is 
very skillfully and eloquently dodge key questions and and be respectful and um you know pretty much always say the right thing. So uh, it, it was it was fairly non controversial. He didn't really drop any bombshells. And and a key thing here I think is is that and and most fans realize this. He wasn't really in a position to very definitively declare much of anything just yet because he doesn't even know what's going to happen. I mean, it's really not like he was even in position to say, I will or I will not be back. He doesn't know if they're going to tag him or not. I mean, the next move is the Redskins. You see it like that. What's that? The next move is definitely. Yeah. In the, yeah. The, well, the yes. Court. I mean, I, I think so. It's yeah, it's basically the, it's in their court because, well, I mean, it doesn't have to be. I mean, I, I've looked at it like this. My, my, my primary curiosity was, is, is, is that as has he by some miracle or for some reason sort of changed his whole philosophy to like, I want to push and get this done now. I'm not that I was suspecting that based on his late season public remarks, but you know, you could look at a guy like Derek Carr who through the through the process of his contract negotiations was always very publicly like I want this, let's do it. I'm telling my guys to get it done, let's push it. Cousins has been totally not that. You know, whether whether deep down in his heart of hearts he wants to stay or not, he's been very, you know, Joe Cool on the outside. Um so I there was always that little question like what if he shows up and 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 says like, hey, guess what? You know, I've, the, the light, the light flipped on. I'm really into it now. I'm sold. It's go time. And I'm, you know, I've, I have ordered my agent to, you know, bang it out. And it, right. it completely was not that at all. It was, in fact, he basically said, I don't really see much of anything happening until early March when the, when the deadline for teams to tag players happens. So he's essentially conceding like nothing is going to happen until they do or do not tag me because if they don't, then he's a free agent, which I think he's probably wanted all along just to see see what's out there. And if they do. You know, now he's got this humongous number, depending on whether it's um, uh, the the transition tag or the franchise tag, to like swing around as even more leverage than than he's already had. So, so it seems like it's going to be first or second week of March before anything really happens. Did he say anything at least fun, at least, or was it all like business discussion in the interview? Was there uh, something funny? Come on, any any fan fan yeah, details? Yeah, there were some. You know, the the fans asked a lot of the questions. That was sort of part of the thing. It was a paid attendance kind of thing. So. Uh, you know, there were, there were like some kids that 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 got up there and were like, you know, one one person said, "Thank you for bringing competence to my team," and they got like a standing ovation. <laughs> uh, one 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 kid was like pretty ruthless and said, "I think he was a fan of a different team," and I'm pretty sure it was a kid. Who, and he was like, um, "You know what 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 do you think you could have done better in week 17 or something? <laughs> <laughs> like where did it go wrong?" Uh, yeah, there's some funny things. I mean, he I, I tell you my favorite or uh, favorite because it was the most interesting part was somebody asked him about Jay Gruden's comments his in his presser, his like season-ending presser a couple of days after the last game. And in, in that presser, somebody asked Jay, basically, how would you evaluate Kirk's performance? And he was very tepid. It was like, surprisingly so. To me, in the past, almost every time, you know, during the season, out of season, pretty much any time Gruden has talked about Kirk Cousins, it was, it was very supportive and almost defensive. Um, and and interestingly, in in this in his in his postseason um, presser, they said, "What did you think?" And he goes, "Well, it's not you know we were seven and nine. You can't exactly say he was amazing." Um, and and I and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Not necessarily because that's false. I mean, I wouldn't say he was amazing, um, but but it struck me as a departure from from his line. And so anyway, in in Cousins' thing, they said. What did you think of that? And Cousins was a little bit, um, you know, he did not totally just bow down like he usually does. He said, it surprised me a little um, that he drew this parallel or, or this this sort of like direct equivalency between our record and my play, um, you know, because he's, he's insinuating, obviously, that that's not 
entirely right. fair or accurate. And I agree with him on that. I mean, I agree with what, what Gruden said, but I think it was, I, I just think it was noteworthy that, that he said that, um, because he, he wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't, he clearly, well, I don't know if he was negotiating in, you know, by means of that, uh, interview, but anyway, it was, there's, uh, I think the, the media, local media is kind of, um, detected and communicated that there might be, I don't know if it's a coolness between them now, but, um, you know, it's certainly, I mean, it seems like business now there's, there's kind of like a, um, both sides are clearly being realistic and, um, and, and not really sugarcoating this, the the whole marriage here. So it, it, it's feeling a little tenuous. I think that I've, I've been very sort of optimistic all along, even through some of his periods of, of substellar play and 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 through you know the negotiations and the this sort of well Bruce Allen's idiotic public statement last year about this is the order you know this is the um the offer we gave him and and he should have taken it but he didn't even through all of that I've always been like I just feel like he's going to be back and I would say right now I'm I'm not you know I haven't completely flipped but I'm uh, I'm less confident now probably than I have been at any point in the last 2 years I I think it's I'm feeling like it's really a coin flip right now uh, who's making the call on cousins? Is it like Snyder hundred percent? Is it a triumvirate of like Snyder, Bruce Allen, Jay Gruden is Jay Gruden totally removed. And like who, who is, you know, cousins negotiating with who's making I, the call. I don't, I, I honestly, I don't know. I feel like, like I who do you know. believe. So How, like, I basically think I, I, I always, I, I frequently make fun of the franchise for this phrase that that all of them, all of those uh, executives and Jay Gruden always use, which is a Redskins decision. Like they basically say when any when any uh, journalist asks, you know, who's going to make this call or who has final call, they say that everything is a quote Redskins decision. So they they you know <laughs> they, they say they act as if they make every single decision as a group, as as just this collective brain, and and nobody is ultimately responsible. I think that Gruden has some stature and some sway in personnel moves and I should think that he would have some in this but it's interesting because now it kind of really seems like he's on the hot seat I mean the team had to come out and and sort of publicly say that he was not going to get fired when the season ended so I mean he's still around and he's got a couple couple years left on his deal uh, maybe even three years I think he's got three years left at five million a year um they had to come out and say don't worry we're not firing him so you know that that vote of confidence is always sort of dreaded and so now I wonder like do they let's let's say Gruden is like in love with him. I mean, what what if they are not sold that Gruden is definitely going to be back next year? Maybe they don't care that much. I don't know. Um, ultimately, I think probably Bruce Allen has the biggest say. I, I, I think Snyder's got to be on board with whatever happens, but I suspect he's kind of going to just do what Bruce Allen recommends. And that terrifies all Redskins fans because we don't trust him and we largely hate him. Um, and are you, well, remind me of your position on what to do with Kirk Cousins right now. Is it pay him whatever you have to pay him to keep him? Sign him long term if you can. I don't like franchise tag him if you have to. That way, I mean, I no, I, ugh. you know, I, I I want him back. Um, I don't really love the idea of paying him what, what it takes on the full franchise tag, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I don't I don't really like. I don't know if I'm okay with making him the highest paid player, but it's probably going to be what it takes. The problem is, like, from a logical standpoint, this all just got set in motion two years ago when they failed to sign him when he would have been affordable. And and something else, you know, he actually did say in his um, in in that interview, um, he kind of uh, confirmed or or said more clearly something that was not definitively known before, which is that 
Um, in 2015, the Redskins made him a substantial offer and tried to sign him, but he and his agent said, you know, we're not, we're, we're actually going to roll the, roll the dice or bet, or bet on myself and, and, um, and, and not, not do it. And then he went on that, his famous like four game tear in December and shot his market up, you know, dramatically. So that was obviously right. the right call by him. And, and who knows what, what, you know, he didn't really give numbers. We don't know exactly how, how, uh, sub, you know, valid that, that the team's offer was, but, um, they, they they should have he obviously had a number then and they should have hit it then because whatever it was even if it was even if it was bold and aggressive and ambitious it would have it would have looked like a steal now you know so yep. that, that's 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 when there were there was a, a small window for them to get in and they should have known a lot you know by that point he'd been on with the team for several years <clears> even if it was only one full season as starter they should have known and they didn't um they they, were, they they didn't know it confidently enough so they they blew their chance then and now it's like Sadly, kind of a lose lose situation. I mean, he's either going to walk, which is kind of a disaster, or or you're going to have to pay way too much to keep him. So I don't I don't know. I'm not going to act like I've got the perfect plan. I think that um, I think you know you asked me what I expected last week, and I said transition tag, and I, I still to me that that still feels right. So he gets the transition tag, gets his 28 million or whatever. It's a huge but not totally bank breaking amount, and then he's free to go negotiate with other teams. And he said in his in his little re- recent. Uh, uh, interview thing that he will do that. I mean, he's going to go. He's going to go sniff around and see what his market is. So that that will get very very interesting. Do you hear rumors of of uh, where he might be linked to? I mean, you know, Denver. a year ago or like the uh, biggest uh, one. okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Like San Fran was the one that everybody talked to a while ago for Shanahan, but I, but obviously with Garoppolo's performance, they're not in the market for a quarterback anymore. Basically, no way. That is way out. Jimmy G is so hot over there. Yeah, uh, Denver um, seems like the one because it's like a legitimate franchise, strong fan base. You know, I think uh, he 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 wants to go somewhere where he can win, and I I suspect he would believe that's that's possible there. They got a great defense; they can already run the ball. Now their their coaching situation is a little sketchy because Vance Joseph kind of like he almost got fired too. So I I really don't know. It would be fascinating if it happens to see how how much other teams sweat him. So I started laughing at, but was it week one where that guy? Dropped the viral video on Vance Joseph is having the time of his life. Do you know what I'm talking about? Having the time of his life. (laughs) I mean, I I just love that. I mean, that that defines, you know, 20, whatever, 17, 2018. Now that we're in, we're just like, you could just have one moment that will not only forever define you as a, as a sports cast, a a sportscaster (laughs) in your career, but like, <laughs> Sorry, I'm cracking up. He was like, wasn't man, he like ESPN de- Deportes or something? He was. He was. I think he was like shared from Deportes, but he was on maybe the main broadcast. Yeah. I think it was like opening night. Guy. There was two Sergio games, something. split crews or whatever. <laughs> and uh, but I mean, anytime somebody says it's just so <laughs> like that guy's having the time of his life. I mean, he is inextricably linked with that for for something that he had nothing to do with. You know, um, he is having the time. Of his life. Anyway. <laughs> woo, woo. Um, all right. Looking at the larger NFL, or, or was there anything else specific uh, to – I'm about to talk some more cousins. Yep. Is there anything else in Redskins world? Anybody else give any interviews of note? Nah. Anybody else give hints of what they're trying to do that you care to talk about? Not really. Uh, looking at the larger NFL, winners this weekend were Falcons, Titans, Saints, and Jaguars, and then uh, the teams with buys were Eagles, Patriots, Steelers, Vikings. It seems so simple, and that like you can look at it. That, you can look at it in terms of that of like who's still alive, or you can look at it in terms of 
we just mentioned Garoppolo, a team like San Francisco, which we saw that they were not deplorable. We saw them competitive in a lot of games, but then all of a sudden they get a legitimate NFL starting quarterback mm-hmm. and that 50-50 team wins four or five in a row, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then same thing. It seems so simple when you look at the teams left. Uh you know, Matt Ryan for the Falcons. Obviously, Eagles got to buy with, you know, Wins basically did the heavy lifting. So there's their quarterback. Brady. Uh, well, I'm going to talk about Titans and Jaguars, but then the other quarterbacks are Roethlisberger. So Roethlisberger, Breeze, Brady, Matt Ryan, all established dudes. Yeah. Carson Wentz, we believe, is the winner. Uh, Vikings with what's his name? The old Houston quarterback. Keenum. Okay. Yeah, Case Keenum. Um, the, you know, there's questions about how good he is. Jaguars, there's a question about how good Borials are. Cause they're one of those like, you know, transcendent defenses where like, as, as long as you're not throwing picks, you're good enough. I don't think there's a lot of question about how good Bortles is. He sucks. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I was trying to be kind. And then Mariota, I, but some Mariota and Bortles were going to be the two I was going to ask you about, but mm-hmm. let's say you've already weighed in about Bortles. Mariota, do you think he is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins? Do you think no. that? No, but he could, he could become that. And and I think he, I'm not, I'd like, I'd be happy to have him. I'm not sure. I, would, I don't think right now. I mean, I don't know. Hey, he, he, he did some cool stuff in that game in his first, you know, in his first playoff game. I was, I was pretty impressed for the Toledo comeback like that. Apparently a back year for like stats wise last year was a better year, but you know, this year he did what it take took to get his team to the final eight, which is sort of like the next step for a guy in his career. I mean, he's a good player. I'm sure they're happy to have him as their franchise guy. He'll be there. Um, and so does that mean if, you know the other teams you look at they're like well you're like why and why are the Packers in in the uh, in the playoffs? Well, Rodgers missed whatever six games. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. I mean, like it, you know, it seems so simple. We're like, well, well, and you have every reason to believe that however far they would have gotten, but the Packers would have been in it with Rodgers. So does that mean that if the Redskins are missing the playoffs? Uh, I forget. Did they miss it last year? Or did they? Did yeah. They, yeah. They had a chance yeah. to beat a, a, a lifeless Giants team in Week 17 and lost it at the yeah, Meadowlands. So multiple years in a row now. Not does that mean that they're further away from, from like a 50-50 team that just had an NFL starting quarterback, or does that mean that Kirk Cousins, you know, does it some reflection on him as Jay Gruden said with seven and nine? That's a good question. It's certainly a f- reflection on him. I mean, if he was, if he was truly, God, I hate even using the word elite. I'm actually not going to do it. If he was like, you know, one of those top tier dudes, I mean, then 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 potentially, even in spite of all the injuries or whatever, he could have he could have um gotten them over the hump, so to speak. I mean, Jake, that's, that that's what some people are claiming about the Packers now is just that that Rogers just carries these dudes like right. like on James right. does you know, half the time with the Cavs. He's not that. And even as a guy who wants him around, I, I, I don't think he's that yet. I mean, maybe he could be one day. He's not quite there yet. Um. You know, but one, I mean, your question is an interesting one for Redskins fans. And I think, you know, Cousins said recently that um, he has, like, in the past couple of years, he's watched, or like last year, for example, when they, they missed the playoffs, even though they should have made it because they choked in week 17, he sat on his couch and he said to himself, uh, watching these playoff teams, like, we're not quite there yet. We're not on that level. Not that we don't deserve to be in the playoffs, but I don't really see, our, you know, see the Redskins as like a legit championship contender. He said last, you know, this past week, I expect to watch these playoffs and now think we're we're there, we're we're close, or or you know we're uh, more comparable to these teams. And so I kind of watched you know these games, all four of them, with kind of an eye towards like, well, these are playoff teams. What do they look like, and what do the Redskins look like? 
And I think it was kind of a mixed bag. You know, I thought that the in, in the, the Buffalo and Jacksonville game was like two horrible teams in the first half. Jacksonville's got an awesome defense. But I kind of thought like, yeah, maybe the Redskins, you know, on any given Sunday would have actually probably a great chance on a neutral field to beat one of these teams. Yep. In in the Tennessee Kansas City game, you know, Kansas City choked that one away. And I, I think probably I don't know, Tennessee was not like some awesome team in the regular season. I think the Redskins and, and we actually saw them play Kansas City super close at Arrowhead. Could have beaten them yep. if, if Doctrine held on to that one pass. So they might be in that in that neighborhood. I think that the Redskins, even though they <laughs> interestingly in week two they beat the the Rams this year, but I think the Rams grew up big time over the course of the season, and I think they probably would get smoked by either Atlanta or or Los Angeles right now. Um, and then you know Carolina and New Orleans both look like that. That was two good teams, and dude, I'm sorry about those Panthers, but that that was that was two that was a great game and two good teams, both of whom just seemed like like totally legit playoff teams, and either one of whom could have could have potentially done some play you know postseason damage. And both of whom I would expect to just crush the Redskins, and that, that was a four and a five seed game. So yeah. I, I kind of felt like I don't feel like the. the I, I that thought the, you were going to give me time to talk about my Panthers. Oh, we're coming okay, back man. to that. No, I definitely want to no, hear don't it. Don't worry. No, please, no, please, don't, no, um, no, I, no. I think the Redskins going. are, you know, in, you know, just on the cusp, like their record suggests. I mean, uh, so many teams are are within a game or two of, of five hundred, and that's that they're one of them. Um, I think this year that they, you know, without the injuries, then, then they they could have been sort of a wild card weekend type playoff team um under better circumstances but they just weren't and i think if you if you subtract kirk cousins though and it's colt mccoy next year and you're drafting a first rounder to sort of groom i don't think you'll even be sniffing the playoffs regardless of what other personnel decisions you make i just i think they need him to be close and that if they added more around him they could be really good do you know anything about josh rosen Mm, i mean i don't i don't watch a lot of uh, A lot of UCLA, so I mean, I've I've yeah. heard he's good, he's smart, he's respected as being grown up and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, I'd be curious if Redskins fans would like want some kind of like cousins plus some other stuff to uh, to the Browns for the number one pick with which to take Rosen. Or yeah, maybe... I mean, at this point, even even those of us who who are you know uh, Kirk Kirk lovers um, are kind of at least you know resigned to the idea that this this may this this may not work out this marriage here and and so if it doesn't you know they sure as heck the, better better draw some substantial resources in return if if they franchise tag him and he just signs somewhere else and they decide not to match he draws nothing but a meager third round compensatory pick and that will enrage me and many others so if if he goes they got to find a way to get you know to get some return on that um that asset wait with the third round pick you might be able to just find the next Kirk cousin the next huh? russell wilson um, or Kirk Cousins, wasn't he third round? Yeah, he, he was fourth round, but you're right. Ah, even better. You can find somebody better than Cousins with a third round pick. Um, I, I, I want to hear your Panthers take now, dude, because, man, great game. And I thought there, that, that last drive, you know, Cam Cam was dealing. He threw a yeah, he threw yeah, that sweet pass, pass to uh, Funches, and then um, and then that guy Clay. And I don't know if you saw earlier, but, yeah, he had a, they had a drop touchdown pass where they didn't settle for a field goal that they missed where, where um, <clears throat> yep. Cam just laid a dime yeah. on somebody. Yeah, you're He's right. not always yeah, it accurate. Like, it should have definitely been had, a touchdown and then Gano missed the field goal. But he has the ability to just have some uncanny uh, throws. It's it's weird. But, no, to, in summary, it was um, – they gambled, you know, getting rid of uh, Kelvin Benjamin midseason kind of yeah. because they figured Funchess and – and uh, Benjamin were basically the same player, mm-hmm. and Benjamin's contract was about to come up, and they didn't want to repay him. And it actually worked out well. The stats went up. The passing yeah. game was better. But, like, 
the three dudes that were supposed to be the speed guys, Curtis Samuel, um, Damian Bird, yeah. who had like a return, like all these dudes that got kept hurt. filling the role admirably, got hurt in a row, and it just was too much, you know. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, you felt like Olsen was at eighty uh, percent, but but no, good signs for the future and and all that good stuff. Um, I'm going through this right now as a Panthers fan, whose team's out of the playoffs. Can you speak for all Redskins fan and who would be the team that you would like be least painful to see win the Super Bowl? I'll say it that way. <laughs> like you don't want to see the Eagles win it. Nobody wants to see the Patriots win it. Although sometimes if it comes down to like Patriots and like Seahawks, you're like, yeah. well, whatever, just take them out, Patriots. Your yeah. dynasty's already going to be big. But no, I, I, I was, to, I was know. rooting. I mean, it, my, my, I, my, um. My team one A would have been the Panthers, so I was I was bummed about that. We well, lived too. in North Carolina sometimes, yeah. so that yeah, I, know I got, that, I got love that. for the Panthers. Yeah, you um, got some you got some cred there. My main um, thing for sure. I'm is thinking just, Vikings might be my least painful team. Uh, yeah, that's a good choice. I would I would not it would not bother me at all if the Vikings won. I like them. Um, Titans, uh, they're like we, too I, close. We, we, we gotta have we gotta have the uh, Carson Wentz less Eagles not not advance. So I mean, my they, primary rooting interest right now is that the Eagles lose. How do Redskins fans feel about Steelers? Would you care about them winning it? I mean, it's kind of annoying, sort of a Patriots level thing. But no, I got um my I got some family that are big. Uh, my dad and and one of my brothers actually is big Steelers fans from living up there. Your dad? So. I thought he was a big Redskins fan. What no, is that? No, my my my, my real dad. Oh, uh, sorry, sorry. My sorry. bio dad is uh, lived in Pittsburgh for a long time, and um and so he's a he's a, he's a pretty big Steelers fan. Oh, sorry, I didn't, didn't mean to get deep all into your uh, family oh, yeah. now uh, history there, my man, no. my bad man. Uh, yeah, good. I don't want Titans, they're too close to, to North Carolina for me, Nashville people are kind of uppity, um, Saints and Falcons are in, in the division for the Panthers, so for me that's no good. Jaguars were became an expansion team the same year as the Panthers, so I feel like there's a competition to see who can <laughs> win a Super Bowl first, because screw them. It was cool, because in like year two, they were both in... They're like the uh, yeah. NFC and AFC playoff game. Mark Brunel, right? Games, which is cool. Yeah, Brunel yeah. and Kerry Collins. Kerry Collins, wow. Dom Capers and uh, and Tom Coughlin, yeah. But so Vikings, I think, are fairly, uh, you know, they're harmless to me. Yep. Uh, anything else you want to hit on this time? I'm sure we could talk about more as it goes along. Do you have any... Uh, you you scouting the national championship game tomorrow for any Redskins draftees? No, not not particularly. I, I hope to watch, but man, what time's that game? Those things go so late. I always, yeah yeah yeah. I always, I always have a hard time like catching eight forty five. Yeah, yeah. Geez. Final. I'm sure it'll end at midnight. Why do they do that on a Monday? No, yeah, nothing yeah. in particular. Got to catch New York and L.A. in the same broadcast if mm, you want to uh, yeah. get the biggest rating. That's why. I don't know if we're going to be able to do one next week. I'm out of the country next week, but uh, we'll see if... Where maybe... are you headed? Without um, I'm, going personally. To, I'm going to Vietnam uh, on, a, on a medical mission trip. Wow. Did you watch the Vietnam documentary, The Ken I, Burns? I did not, no. Well, you sure? I heard it was I think, sweet. I heard it was sweet. It was awesome. You got to. Uh, and then we got to hit on this. We're no longer on bumpers. Where, where are you catching us now? I mean, obviously, uh, if you yeah, listen to yeah, this, you I, found we're us. We're going to see but... how this works tonight. I got big plans. But uh, the, the, the new home of Burgundy Blogcast is on a website called Podient. And Congrats, Podient. I think it's going to look good. I think it's, it's, look, it's a nice looking thing. 
we don't have a lot of principles about who we work with, but one one thing, one rule we do have is <laughs> you have to stay in business. So if if, you, if you're no longer afloat, we're not sticking with you. Yeah. Uh, you're not taking our podcast down with you. So R.I.P. Bumper, are they officially done? Or they're or, not. You, they're not. But okay. we've we have moved on. No, I saw Jeff Perlman was doing that too. People have been, and he was like the, the biggest user yeah. of, of bumpers I saw after yep. Burgundy Vlog. So, yep. does this mean you're gonna um, new cheesy intros and sounders? It's, oh, I think on I the Redskins for some, the truth. You're gonna get some new audio tonight. I'm not sure. Exactly on the Redskins for the truth. <laughs> on the Redskins for the truth. I'll try to juice it up specifically for you. Bring back the old theme song. That's my only request. All right. It's been another great off slash postseason edition of Burgundy Vlog for Vietnam-bound Brent. I am Hayes. We out. See you later.